we got a $14 meal, Heather and I to split. Then I went back, got another $14 meal. <laughs> then Heather was still hungry because apparently I ate a lot of the second one also. <laughs> and then we got back, went back and got fried plantains. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 334. Denver International Airport is so big in terms of land area that the four busiest airports in the U.S., Atlanta, Chicago O'Hare, LAX, and Dallas-Fort Worth could all fit inside Denver Airport's 53 square miles of land. What can also fit inside? A lot of stuff the government doesn't want you to know about. During this last trip to Denver, we stayed in a five-bedroom house with the entire team of our location indie staff. And it was pretty neat because as you walked in the door, you got to see everyone's luggage. And almost every single person there had an item from Tortuga Backpacks. Why? Well, because they're the best travel backpacks out there. So you had people with the version 2 backpack. You had people with the set out, with the outbreaker. And the only thing that was an issue was that we had to make sure that when we were leaving the house, we didn't grab someone else's Tortuga day pack. So all the location indie team loved Tortuga. There's a bunch of Tortuga backpacks in our house as we went and did our Denver experience. And if you're looking for the best travel backpack, one that's trusted by our location indie team, one that's trusted by me, one that's trusted by the wire cutter who rated them the best travel backpack. You can find all that over at tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hey, everyone, if you're new to the podcast or if you're a veteran, not only do we have this great podcast that's going to teach you how to travel more and spend less, but we also have three other things that we do to help you become a better traveler. One, we have a brand new app that's going to get you the cheapest flights to awesome places all around the world. It's called Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. You can download that for free on the App Store or the Google Play Store. So you can go, pause your phone right now, get that app. It's totally free. You can check that out. Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. Second, if you're interested in location independence and you want a life of freedom, you want to be able to travel, live, and work anywhere in the world, check out our community called Location Indie. That's locationindie.com. Best thing to do is hop on the email newsletter over there. We will let you know when the community is open again because we only open a couple times a year. We'll also give you a lot of free, cool resources as well to help you start your location independent journey. And third is we've got a brand new podcast coming out called Ask Epop. So if you have a travel question, a very specific travel question about either travel hacking, miles and points, or a general travel question, you could go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask, A-S-K, or you can use the hashtag Ask Epop on Twitter. We'll get those questions and we'll be launching this new podcast very shortly. But of course, we need your questions, so get those over to us. So there you have it, just a few other awesome resources to make your travel life even better. And now it's time to jump right into the show. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. 
the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who naively thought that she could escape the grasp of cow soy that was bubbling in our kitchen this morning. She literally said to me, no, 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 I don't want any of that, and then proceeded to eat two bowls of cow soy, my (laughs) wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Well, how can you pass up cow soy when it transforms you from your suburban Philadelphia kitchen to the gritty streets of Chiang Mai? I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know either. I found cow soy. If you guys don't know what cow soy is, it's my favorite dish in the world. It's a northern Thailand curry that a friend of ours who is Thai here in uh, outside of Philadelphia, she makes for us maybe once a year. I forgot there was some in our freezer. So I pulled it out today and thought, I'm making this. I don't care that it's 10 a.m. Well, I'm that, making this. That was my deterrent. Is it, I was thinking, you know, it's breakfast time. Although in Thailand, we have eaten it for breakfast before because Khaozoi Mesai opens at like 7 a.m. Right. But I was thinking, well, I maybe don't want this right now. But by the time it was ready, I definitely wanted some. You were correct. You cannot escape the draw of Khaozoi. You cannot escape the draw of Khaozoi. We're not talking about Thailand, though, today. What we are talking about is another place that has a spot in our heart. Specifically, Denver, Colorado. And we were just out in Denver last week for our location, Indy DenX, for, stands for Denver Experience. So we brought about 33 location Indy members and then the seven people from our team to Denver to do a mini retreat over four days in Denver. It was an awesome experience. It was so much fun. So much fun. If you guys aren't sure what Location India is, it's a community that we run that teaches people how to build and grow location-independent businesses so they have the freedom to travel, live, and work anywhere in the world. So you can check that out over at locationindy.com. And we're looking to do more of these live events. So we thought, all right, let's get one on the calendar. Let's bring a small group of people here. Let's dive in in the day toward to the business stuff. And then, of course, afternoon, do all this fun travel activity stuff. And the reason we picked Denver is because there was so much to do. And Heth, you and I had spent have spent a good amount of time in Colorado, Breckenridge, Boulder, Vail, things like that, but not that much time in Denver up until this last week. No, previously we had been to Denver for two nights only, and that was over five years ago. And Denver is rapidly changing like a lot of other popular cities in the U.S. where there are these cool new neighborhoods and lots of trendy restaurants and coffee shops and activities to do. So we definitely tried to pack in as much as we could in a week while also you know, having team meetings and then running a retreat. Yeah, so one of the things about this Destination Diary is it might not be as thorough as some of our other ones because we were running an event for five out of the seven days we were there. But we still got out. We still did a lot. And this will serve as an overview to Denver. If you haven't been to Denver before, go. And if you have been, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know some of your suggestions of the places that we might have missed because we certainly did not get everywhere. But if you're new to this podcast, the Destination Diaries are on the ground account of a city or an area, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we suggest you doing. And of course, at the end, we always do are can't miss the one thing you can't miss if you mm-hmm. go to Denver. The one thing that you would skip if you were going, you know, maybe you don't have as much time. And last, the thing that we wish we had done. So something we didn't get to do in Denver that we wish we had done. And that's going to be at the very end of this episode. So hang on, you're going to get all those as well. So let's just right, jump right into this. We always start with how to get to Denver. And thankfully, and one of the reasons we picked Denver as the base for this retreat 
was that it's very, very, very easy to get yeah, to. Yeah, Denver is an international airport. It has lots of flights coming in and out of it, so you can usually find a reasonably priced ticket. There's also some type of conspiracy that Denver Airport is built on top of a top-secret government facility underground. And when we went into the airport, you know, when we got off the, the plane and we were walking to the exit, there was a whole signage that was... You know, advertising. Right. Is there, is, is are we there doing, a is this new construction or a new conspiracy? It said, and there was a website to go to, and we haven't gone to that. No, we haven't. It. But Denver Airport, fun fact the land of Denver Airport has more land area than the entire island of Manhattan. So yeah, it is it's a huge. very big area. <laughs> and that's why people think, hey, this is weird. Why is there so much area and so much open area for this airport? So there's a lot of conspiracy theories. I, I'm sold on them. Why is this <laughs> airport so far out of town? Why, like, it's just a lot of weird stuff happening. We all we once saw the world's like the biggest plane we've ever seen in our life land at Denver when we were at that airport, and you're like, why is this huge plane landing here? Anyway, DIA Denver International has a ton of cheap flights into it. It's a hub for Frontier Southwest. It's it's basically one of the major hubs out in that part of the country. So usually you can get really cheap tickets to it, and that's one of the reasons we picked it. Also, to get from the airport down t to downtown, they just put in a train line, which is great. Which is amazing because before you used to have to taxi or Uber. And while you still can Uber, it costs about $40 to get downtown. So, you know, if you have a lot of people or a baby or something and you don't want to take the train, it's a good option. But the train is so easy to use. We took it on the way back to the airport when we were leaving with wit and all of our stuff. And it was very easy. It 30 minute ride, maybe $9. They're new trains, so they're clean and nice yep and the nine dollars what's cool about that is that is for a day pass so you have you can have that all the way until 2 a.m from when you buy it so not that you'd go back and forth to the airport but you if you came from the airport you pay your nine bucks and you can use that to get downtown you can use that to get all around so it's nine dollars for for a regional day pass they also have day passes and we'll talk about this when we're talking about getting around for like five bucks if you don't have to go to the airport and you're just staying local so that's how to get in one of the cool things about denver is that there are a bunch of neighborhoods. So like any city, I love neighborhoods. Do you really? I, I really do. And thank you for all those <laughs> listeners who always point out to me um, through tweets like, oh, we love your neighborhood section because we geek out on neighborhoods too. Well, They're just is, fun. It is fun, but it's also informative because when you go to a city, you always think, what's the best place to stay? And a lot of the times it's where all of the hotels are because you're staying in a hotel. But now that it's so easy to find places to rent through Airbnb and other websites, it's fun to know what neighborhoods are cool, especially if you've never been there before. So this particular time, we stayed pretty far outside of Denver. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend the Airbnb that we were staying in because there wasn't a lot around other than the fact that it was a two-minute walk to the train that takes you right downtown. Right. And we stayed there because we needed a five-bedroom because we were bringing our whole team into town. And so to get a five-bedroom at a somewhat affordable price, we had to stay about three miles north east of the downtown core and some of these neighborhoods that we're going to talk about now. So again, I wouldn't, it, it wasn't the best place to stay if you want, if you're only going for a couple of days and you wanted to be bunked in and, and be able to walk to everything in Denver. If that is what you want to do, walk to everything, kind of be right in the action. I, we recommend a few neighborhoods here. So the Rhino neighborhood, that's River North, is the, it used to be old and industrial, and like most cities now, that's now hip and cool. So if you go to Rhino, it's very hip. 
Yeah. And very cool. It is. It's it's all stores and shops and breweries. I mean, it's the epicenter for everything new that's popping up. So if you want that type of vibe, they also have like the, the crush walls, which are the graffiti walls, which are really Really neat. fun to walk through. Lots of Instagrammable photo opportunities in front of all of these graffiti walls. You have the Central Market, which we're going to talk about there. So Rhino is the place to be if you're looking for that. And actually, all these neighborhoods that we're going to talk about are right around Rhino. They're very close Rhino. to each so, other. You know, you could stay in Rhino, which we love. Again, maybe there's not as many places to stay because it's a lot of businesses and breweries and things yeah, like that. Yeah, there's Airbnbs. And I did pass a beautiful boutique hotel that we didn't stay at, nor did we go into. But, you know, there's some cool, trendy spots there for sure. Yeah, so you got Rhino right south of that. And, and and then a little east of that is this area called Five Points slash Curtis Park. There, I, you know, I like neighborhoods. I wasn't there that long, but I can't tell where one starts and where one ends. But that's also right in that area. So if you stayed in Five Points or Curtis Park area, then you're staying right below Rhino. That has That's closer to Coors Field and all that stuff as well. So that whole area, Rhino, Five Points, Curtis Park anywhere in there would be walkable to any of those other areas. So if you're in yeah, those neighborhoods, you're good. And you can also walk to downtown from there right. if you want to see some things in the downtown. And when I was looking up great coffee shops, a lot of them were in Five Points. So there's just a lot of fun, cool, trendy places to go to. So especially if your goal is to kind of eat and drink. Then and course Field is near there. So or you go, go to, to a, a baseball game. game. Then those are the areas that you want to stay in. Yeah. Right South of all of those is an area called Lodo, and that's lower downtown. So that's going to be a little more where your hotels are and, and downtown areas. Well, uh, businesses, the capital, also really neat areas. Less, I would say, new cool, right? Uh, like the, than Rhino and Five Points of Curious Park, but kind of the epicenter of. I don't know. I want to call it like the heart. regular Denver. Yeah, just regular Denver. Also very beautiful because when we were there five years ago, we stayed right downtown at one of the, you know, chain hotels, which was very nice. I think it was a Marriott or something. And that was a cool experience too because there's definitely a lot to see. But for kind of the new trending places, those for the, the, the neighborhoods a little further away are. Yeah, a little that. further north. And you could, I mean, you could stay in Lodo and walk to them. All of this is pretty tight and pretty compact. And then if you get a little further out to the east from Lodo is City Park. And that uh, that's going to be a little harder to work walk to Rhino and Five Points. You know, you look, maybe look at a mile, mile and a half, depending where you are. But City Park is a beautiful park in its own right. A little quieter, a little more residential. You know, you have a little more, what I guess you'd call stately homes. So there's stuff out there. So again, if, if you want something like that, that might be a place to stay. And it's also for... very close to the zoo because the zoo is in City Park. So if one of your goals is to go to the Denver Zoo and you want to be able to walk there, that would be the neighborhood to stay in. Yeah. And when you're talking about walking, getting around Denver, you have a multitude of options and they're all pretty easy. That's one of the things, Heth, that I like about newer cities like Denver as compared to, you know, East old school Coast East cities. Coast cities. Denver, very, very walkable. Very walkable. The streets are very open. They're well planned. There's sidewalks. There's 
well, all, all cities have sidewalks, but there's bike lanes and there's people scooting around and it's just, it's easier to get around. Yeah. Easier to drive too, for sure, because there's a lot more, there are lanes going through downtown. So you talk to people in Denver like, oh, the traffic has gotten so bad. Yeah, it's gotten worse. But again, nothing compared to what you would experience in a New York, in a Philadelphia, in a LA, you know, any of those cities that have more traffic. They have the Lyman Birds and Lyft scooters now. So if you're familiar with them, those are the scooters that you can rent by the minute. Super easy way to get around. Fun. You're supposed to wear a helmet. Most people don't. I have. I didn't see anyone wearing a helmet. No, I didn't either. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with them, they're dockless scooters. They're basically taking over the world. And you can just ride them, pick them up where they are, ride them, and just, just leave them wherever you want. You use the app to... To lock them. So if you've used them, you know how convenient they are. If you're only going a mile, mile and a half, super easy to use. So when we went to Denver last time, I was super excited because they had a really good bike share program. And now these bike shares are becoming obsolete because of the scooters. But they have docked bikes that the city runs and they're they're regular bikes and you and you dock them, but it's nine dollars for twenty four hours. Yes. And then of course there's always Uber and Lyft and we used those quite often during this trip to just get around from our Airbnb to downtown when the train either wasn't running or wasn't convenient to get to where we needed to go. So definitely very easy to get around Denver. And of course, you can rent a car. We could have rented a car possibly because we took Ubers a lot to get in and out of town. But if you also think about how much you're going to Uber, how much you're going to walk and how much a car costs to rent, which is what we did, just having Uber a few times a day was equivalent to having a rental car. You never have to park. You just get dropped off and picked up wherever you need to go. Yeah, it makes it, it, it certainly makes it a little bit easier if you're going to do that. All right. We're going to get into eating because we did do some good eating. Maybe not as much. Well, we did. When we started making this list, we thought, do we have enough to talk about to do a Denver destination diary? And we started writing stuff out. We're like, oh, yeah, we've done enough. I want to start with what was my favorite eating experience while we at Denver and, and maybe most surprising. So the first night that we went out with the whole crew, Thursday, we did an opening party on Thursday night, but Wednesday night, people were already in town and we were meeting up. It was informal. So we met up in the Rhino District and we were having some drinks. Went to a couple breweries, obviously. Which which we're going to hit the breweries. Don't worry, guys. And I was getting pretty hungry and I had seen a jerk chicken truck outside of another brewery from the one that we were at. Outside of the distillery, right. And I thought, all right, I'm going back to it. So people are like, oh, where do you want to eat? I'm like, I'm going to that jerk chicken truck. So we brought a group of like 15, 20 people to this jerk chicken (laughs) truck. It was awesome. It was incredible. It was some of the best food truck food. It was the best Caribbean jerk food I've ever had for sure. It was just perfect. Amazing. Perfect for when you're drinking. Even if you're not, it's great. But it was just great sides. It was like 14 bucks for a big hunk, big hunks of chicken and some sides. Anyway, I went back two other times like we got a $14 meal, Heather and I had to split. Then I went back, got another $14 meal. <laughs> then Heather was still hungry because apparently I ate a lot of the second one also. <laughs> and then we got back, went back and got fried plantains. So really good. It's called The Jerk Truck. They have a Facebook page. We will link everything up in the show notes. So you can go to that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Find the show notes for this one. We will link it all up. But they have a Facebook page. They tell you where they're going to be. Super nice. 
they were so accommodating to having 20 people just line up and order tons of food and then go back for seconds. So definitely highly recommend that was probably some of the best food we had in Denver. For sure. I would say a close second. Well, there's two more that, that were that were very good eating experiences. And the second one here was unexpected as well. Like the jerk truck, I was like, oh, this will be pretty good. Way better than I expected. Same with this place. We took our group out on Friday night to a place called Ace Eat Serve. So I don't know if ping pong bars are opening up all over the country, but there's one in our town now. There's this one in Denver. There's one in Portland where we know the guy who owns it. So it seems to be this this kind of new thing that's happening. A seat serve is a ping pong bar. They've got like 10 tables there. You can play ping pong. So I thought, all right, this will be fun. The food will be just average. The food was incredible. It's an Asian fusion type place. They have some Chinese food, some Japanese food, some Thai infused food. It's Korean. They have a a list of, yeah, sake if you want to drink that. They had pretty cool cocktails. I got one that was kind of like a margarita with some spicy tequila in it. I mean, it was very, very good. And the food was incredible. Yeah, whatever. So we're talking about chicken again, which is weird. I I love chicken. (laughs) It was some of the best chicken I've ever eaten. They just had this chicken dish over rice. Over like a coconut infused rice. And it was a crispy chicken, like kind of like a a half chicken that they had roasted with just some delicious Asian spices. It was so good. I got the babimbap, the beef babimbap, which was also very, very good. So just amazing food. Even if you're not into that type of Asian food, I would definitely go to try it out because it will probably pleasantly surprise you. Right. And whether you want to play ping pong or not, we played a lot of ping pong. Whether you want to or not, it's worth going to just to eat there. And they, yeah, ha- well, they, they have, have a, a whole restaurant yeah, area a, that's not right. even part of the ping pong bar scene but you can easily just hang out play ping pong order food there's some high top tables that you can sit around and eat that's what we did it was super fun also wit loved it because he crawled around on the floor and chased after ping pong balls for a solid two hours right so if you have a kid (laughs) that you know there you go you get to eat good food they get to chase around ping pong balls everyone is happy the third place that really stood out for me as far as eating and again unexpected was this place called Machete Tacos and Tequila. So this is right by one of our favorite breweries. And again, we're getting to the brewery section, but I'll just foreshadow, called Cerebral Brewing. It's right on the backside. They're all kind of in this little, not strip mall, but like, you know, it's there's like, like a four or five shops. shopping building right. and they all have like a shared space and a shared bathroom that you can use. And we went to Cerebral Brewing and they usually have a food truck, but the food truck wasn't going to be there for a few more hours. And we were starving because we just come from the zoo, which is about a mile and a half away. And I needed food. So I was looking up places to eat and I was like, well, I love tacos. We eat tacos a lot. We just come from Texas where we ate a lot of tacos. And... I was like, fine, I'll just get some tacos, take out, because you can bring food into that brewery. So I went over with not very big expectations of getting some tacos and some chips and guac. I brought them back to the brewery. They were some of the best tacos I've ever had. Specifically. Super, super just clean, like not... So we were in Austin, and we I love Torchy's tacos because they have all these unique flavors and they put tons of toppings on this place is not as crazy as Torchy's tacos but still inventive with their toppings but it just felt very like clean and light eating these tacos yeah they're not throwing 
lots of sauces and stuff yeah. on it. It's uh, specifically their fish taco stood out. I think all of us who had the fish taco, which was everyone, <laughs> said this is one of the best, if not the best fish taco I've ever had. So machete tacos and tequila right by Cerebral Brewing. You can do a little beer taco bang bang. Who doesn't love that? Happy hour, $3 tacos. I forget when that is, four, four to but three dollar tacos and they're big tacos so you get three tacos you're going to be full that was a great kind of hidden gem as well again because we weren't expected another place that we went that's right in the rhino five points area we went there for lunch one time was called bijou's little curry shop quick fast easy like curry dishes yeah well it was more like like the tali plates you know you got curry and you got lentils and you got some sauce and rice and it wasn't a traditional like order your chicken tikka masala and get some naan they didn't even have naan but it's more like plates and it's cool and it's good and has some salad on it so it's a nice fast yeah if you're looking for something not as heavy as traditional indian food you can hit that up a place right by Union Station, which we took our team out to for, for a team dinner the one time. Again, un- I don't want to say unexpected, just better than better than I expected. This place called the Thirsty Lion. I was like, okay, this is just a traditional sport like sports bar gastro pub. But the food there was better than average and a pretty cool environment. So if you're at Union Station and you just want to go in to a sports bar that's nicer than a regular sports bar and has better food than a regular sports bar, Thirsty Lion, you could definitely do worse than going to Thirsty Lion. We we enjoyed it. Yeah, I would certainly go back. Definitely. And they had, you know, cocktails, wine. They had a lot of local beer on draft. So it's a great spot. One of the best places to go if you are in High Point or uh, Five Points or Rhino area, and you're going to be because that's the place you should go, is the Central Market. So this is about a mile walk from Union Station. So if you get into Union Station, we did this the last day, come into Union Station, that's that's the main train station, and you want to go up and see some of the areas we're talking about, just take a walk right up Larimer Street. That'll get you into Five Points and Rhino. In about a mile, you'll hit the Central Market. Small, A pretty small market, but really neat building. Yeah, a beautiful brick building, and it looks older than it is because we actually looked it up and it was only built. Well, I don't know about the building, but the market was only established in 2016. Yeah, so I saw it written on the floor, and it looks like it's been there since the 40s or 30s. Yeah, but it's really beautiful. Obviously, it's hip and trendy, so the interior is well done with cool lights and beautiful vendors, and the food is very good. We got pizza two different times from the restaurant Vero, and you can just order your pizza, and they give you a little buzzer, a little buzzer, and then you go get it when it's ready, and it's all shared. So you know, you thought it was like you said, oh, this pizza was decent. And I thought, well, I really want pizza. This was our last day. So I got a pizza and it was better than decent in my mind. The one that we got was fantastic. And the ones I had the previous time were good too. It's very good pizza. It's very thin Italian. So out of 10, what are you giving it? Um, a seven and a half. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, yeah, it's not the absolute best pizza I ever had, but certainly it was very good. I wouldn't say oh, only get in a pinch. I would say yeah, you could seek this pizza. Yeah, out. they have a salad bar spot. They have a Italian deli spot. Of Which fish. Was okay, the Italian deli, the sandwich they gave us was good, but really small for like thirteen bucks. No, it, it was still good, but the home run in the market definitely is for sure. 
the ice cream. Yes. There is a place. You you know that I am very, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I'm very picky about ice cream. I will try anything. I will call myself an ice cream connoisseur for sure. Always seek out the best ice cream and things like that. So, you know, there was an ice cream place in Central Market. I thought this will be okay. I don't want to ruin it. But it was one of the top five ice cream places in the U.S. that I've ever been. It was wow. phenomenal. Wow. I like everything about it. They let you have like as many one, samples, as, as, many samples as you want. That's huge. Really unique flavors. So they have regular flavors, but they have really unique flavors as well. Like so whiskey, like tin whiskey, cup tin with tin pistachio cup. brittle. Yeah. So I um, mean, they had zucchini even... bread. They had... You know, all these, uh, they had a bunch of cool flavors and then some normal flavors. They also let you get littler scoops so you can try more flavors, which I love. And they're and they're pretty reasonable for the price. All that to say, too, the ice cream is top, top, Very, top very notch. good. Flavor amazing. Texture and creaminess amazing. We went back a second time. I wish I could go back every day. High, <laughs> I don't think we said the name of it yet. High Point oh, I don't Creamery. Think we have. High Point Creamery. High Point Creamery at the Central, Central Market. Market. There is, I think, so two good. more locations around, uh, you know, around Denver as well. I asked her. I think they're op- they've opened up two more, but the one we went to was the one at at Central Market. Yeah, and it was phenomenal both times that we went to. You can't miss it. It's so- it's a must go if you're in Denver. And you and you can eat ice cream because we went to another ice cream place in Union in Union Station the first night we were there, and apparently Little Man is all the rave in Denver for ice cream. It's like an ice cream institution. Well, the place in Union Station has Little Man ice cream. Like it's not, I guess it's not its own shop. It was good. It was like a six out of ten. High point, like we're talking nine out of ten, nine and, nine and, and a half, half out, out of ten. ten. Wow, these you. High recommendations. High there. recommendations <laughs> for High Point Creamery. The one thing not to do, though, in Central Market. So the Central Mar- Market has a fish counter where you can get lots of different things. They have a poke bowl there. Jason from Zero to Travel got the poke bowl. He said that it wasn't very good. However, there is a poke place about two blocks from the Central Market that Trav went to with a bunch of people from LI, and that was amazing, right? Yeah, so you know how... If you don't know what poke is, it's just fresh fish. It's like a sushi bowl, basically, over rice or salad. Again, that clean taste, that clean feeling when you're eating it, you want to have that. So we were eating a lot of heavy items. So the last day, I'm like, all right, let's go get a poke bowl. I went to a place called High Tide. Again, two blocks from the Central Market. Very good poke bowl. Just a cool little spot. High Tide, if you're looking for fresh fish and seafood, I would really, really recommend going to High Tide. Now, we have one other place. Well, you've got a place. Why don't you mention this? Because I didn't go here. You've got a place that I didn't get to that you would recommend. So Stowaway Kitchen is in the, I, I think it's Five Points or right on the border of Five Points in Rhino. Anyway, it's a really, really cute, hip coffee shop and cafe kitchen. They also do dinner as well. But I went there because I had read that the coffee is the, one of the best in Denver. The coffee was very good. I got a breakfast sandwich because I just sat outside for convenience. You could only get a limited menu outside um, rather than in the restaurant area. And the breakfast sandwich was absolutely delicious. Man, I got to go back. So good. The one thing I will say about Stowaway is that when we went in, it was kind of busy. I forgot that it was a Saturday, actually, because sometimes when you're 
an entrepreneur, you don't remember what day of the week it is. And I thought maybe it was a weekday, but it was a Saturday. So they were a little busy and they weren't super accommodating with having the babies and the strollers in there because it's not a very big restaurant. And I had the stroller and I was waiting for my coffee. And the one guy who was making the coffee was like, oh, would you mind moving your stroller? Because this is a pathway for food. And he was kind of rude about it. It's just kind of got like a weird vibe. And then the whole like outdoor seating, having a different menu, whatever. Then I got my coffee and it was amazing. Then I got my food and it was amazing. And I was kind of like, maybe you're a little pretentious, but your food is good and your coffee is yeah, good. So, so they're paying. And, they're good, good and it's a beautiful, I mean, it's beautifully decorated in that total hipster way. So it's worth going. And maybe I just had, you know, kind of a weird vibe from one of the employees. Maybe they're usually really nice. But just throwing that out there. If you want really good food and really good coffee, go there. Stowaway Kitchen, if you're listening, just try to be a little nicer. Yeah, maybe I was just not nice enough. I I don't know. know. (laughs) One place that you probably won't go to, but if you find yourself out this way, it's well worth it. But again, you could take the train from Mm -hmm. Union Station right out to it. It's two stops. It's like, seven minutes and then you're right there so it might be worth the pilgrimage if you like coffee and tacos and you want to do a coffee taco taco bang bang i'll talk about the tacos first then you could talk about the coffee sure because then the coffee there is a place but guero's taco truck and it is literally the closest thing to the house we stayed at dollar 50 tacos just full-on mexican street tacos you can hit like five or six of them at a time i mean six was a lot i i I did five, and it really filled <laughs> well, me up. Well, they were just meat on yeah. a corn tortilla but with good. some onions on top. I mean, they were okay. I had them one day. Trav loves this type of taco. So if you really like that plain taco, I suppose it would be worth a trek. I would certainly not say that it's worth a trek out there. Well, Google Maps, it's called Weiros on Google, W-E-R-O-S. Uh, people would agree. I think it's like a 4.9. So I'm just saying. Okay. And for a dollar fifty a taco. Cheap. Get good. the birria. The birria is like this lamb stewish type thing on a taco. Like shredded. <laughs> Sounds weird, but it's it awesome. was good. Or maybe, no, it's not lamb, it's beef. Anyway, go to Guerra's Taco Truck. And if you're out there, have, why don't we jump right into coffee? Sure. Because there's a coffee spot right next to it. There's a coffee spot called Prodigy, and it's well-known in Denver. It's very good coffee. I went almost every day because it was also across the street from our Airbnb. And the coffee was, I would say, out of five, like three Oh, you're point, doing out of five, not yeah. out of ten. Okay. Well, Changing I guess because scale. I'm used to doing it with untapped right, for beer. Out it's out of five. If it's out of a five, five I would give it a three, five to 3.75. Okay, so Pretty decent average. coffee. Above average coffee. And they have a couple little pastries. I did get one of their paninis one day. I want to recommend eating there. It's not really a place to eat. It's more about their coffee. So... Okay, so Prodigy Coffee. Prodigy Coffee. Which is right out by, yeah, in that area that... If you do go out there, hit those both, but you probably won't, aren't going to, you're not going to walk to it. Let's put it that way. No, you're definitely not going to walk to it. Then Stowaway is another place. I would say that their coffee was fantastic. I would give it like a 4.5 okay. out of a five. And again, the ambiance, cool, the Instagrammable pictures inside the restaurant, you know, five out of five. Then I went to Pig Train. Awful name. It is a weird name. It is uh, a weird no, name. No, it's an awful name. 
pig train? Yeah, that's the name. I don't know why it's shop? named that. That like turns me off for it's, some reason. It's in Union Station, so perhaps if you're in Union Station, you don't even have to notice the name because it's just in there and you can walk up. In fact, the first time I went to it, I didn't even know what the name of it was. I thought, oh, there's a coffee shop. I'm going to go get some coffee. And then I went another time that we were at Union Station to get coffee again, and that's when I was like, oh, this is called a pig train. Weird, but coffee is absolutely delicious. I got a latte one time. I got a flat white another time. Both really good. I would say four to four point five out of five. Then my favorite followed by the worst. Okay, go ahead. Or the worst followed by my favorite. You pick. It's <laughs> okay, your show. I'll do the worst first. The worst coffee I had in Denver was called was at Fluid Fluid Coffee Bar, which is called Fluid, and. It was terrible. It was so bad that I took a few sips and then I threw it away and made my sister go to stowaway because I had read that that was better coffee. Fluid has a few locations in Denver. I don't really know why it gets good reviews on Google. It gets like a 4.3. It was just awful. The coffee was burnt. It was the milk was too foamy and maybe their drip coffee was okay. It was busy in there. So maybe that's what people were getting. But both my sister and I did not have very good coffee there. So I would skip that and I would go to Crema, which was the best coffee I had while in Denver. There's a location in the Central Market, which is where I had my coffee. Right next to High Point Creamery. Right next to High Point Creamery. And then there's, um, I think, just one other one in the Five Points area. So it's only like a little bit further north to the Central Market. So Crema, definitely super amazing coffee. I would probably give it a five out of five. There you go. It was and delicious. So we don't like to throw shade at places, but what we do like to do is make sure you're not wasting your meals and or coffee and or ice cream chips, right? <laughs> like, you know, when you're traveling, you only have a certain amount of time to, to go see all this stuff. And so one of the things we like to do, and that's why I love you talking about fluid and saying like, no, don't bother going here, is that you don't want someone, if they can only get visit four coffee places yeah, in Denver, the horrors, fluid. skip fluid. So there you go. Um, hit crema instead. Talking about drinking. You know, I don't know anything about coffee, so I couldn't really chime in there. But we do know both about beer. And we certainly hit up a decent, I mean, a decent amount of breweries while we were there. Usually in a week, we might have done more than the six that we did, or I think I did seven. But that's just because we had other things going on. We couldn't just go to breweries. So let me give you a quick rundown. Heth, you chime in here too as well. When it comes to drinking, it comes to breweries. There are a lot in that Rhino area. I mean, and by a lot, I mean you could walk three blocks and you could hit five, six. Oh, breweries. yeah. I mean, there were so many that we did not go to. Right. This is just a plethora of breweries. It is. So some of the ones that we went to, Epic uh, was one of my favorite ones. You can get Epic beer all over the place. You know, they're a bit of a big brewery. So I thought, okay, their stuff won't be that good. Good Sours, good Hazy IPAs, interesting spot right there in Rhino. I would suggest for sure going to Epic. It was either my first or second favorite brewery that we went to the whole time. So yeah, I would agree with that. Very good. For sure, a good spot. Uh, the Right near that is called Our Mutual Friend Brewing. It was okay. Uh, you know, they try a lot of different stuff. It's a smaller brewery. They had a really good Russian Imperial Stout on. That was 10%, so I didn't get a whole one because I thought this is going to be, this is the beginning of the night. This is not going to work well. But our mutual friend brewing, worth popping into, grabbing one. Ratio is a place that's, again, right there as well. All these are within a block and a half, two blocks of each other max. Ratio is right there. I've been there before. It's okay. 
I, I would say that I wouldn't seek out going to ratio over Epic or some of these other ones we're going to talk about. But again, it's right there. So if you just want to kind of do that. Yeah, I don't think I boom, had any boom. beer at ratio. And you were you were done at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, wrangling wit and getting him. And, and then a big one, 10 Barrel Brewing. This is where we held our welcome party on Thursday night for everyone who came. 10 Barrel, again, a big brewery bought out by InBev. Um, they're for, out of Oregon. But surprisingly... The the beer, I mean, again, for a bigger brewery, you're kind of going in thinking, all right, I don't, you know, I don't love supporting the bigger breweries, but cool spot, good food, very good very food, because we got like buffet stuff for people, and it was way better than I thought, and the beers are pretty decent too. So if you have a crew or or you just want to pop in again, this is right in Rhino, definitely check out Ten Barrel, have a beer or two, and it might be one of your better food options for breweries if you're getting food yeah a lot of the breweries that we went to didn't have food or they had a food truck right so 10 barrel definitely had some yummy grub there was a place that i went to with our team that heather you weren't with when we popped in here just for one beer called woods boss brewing decent weird name woods boss but decent it was right next to escape room we did i yeah if you buy it pop in but again i wouldn't necessarily seek it out one I would seek out, though, for sure. Oh, right. Before I say that, you did your worst before your best. So I'll do that as well. Okay. One that I wouldn't seek out and I was very disappointed in, even though I knew it wasn't going to be great, was Great Divide. So again, Great Divide, a little bit of bigger of a brewery. We went there right before the baseball game on Saturday night, and it just, the beer was not good. Okay, and yeah, I didn't go it was to that packed one at all. And and busy and I just, I don't like their stuff. So I would not recommend hitting that up. There's no reason to go. I'd go to any of the ones we mentioned before going to that. And I would certainly go to the best one, which we've already talked about a little bit. And that's Cerebral Brewing, which is again out by City Park and the zoo. It's so good. The beer, every beer that I had was really delicious, easy to drink. We were there with about eight other people. And, you know, the people who did drink beer all really enjoyed it. Yeah, cool branding. They do a lot of hazy IPAs and a lot of sours, which we like. And again, right next to it is Machete Tacos. So if not the best brewery in Denver, certainly one of the top yeah, breweries definitely. for sure. So good. So we're talking about activities now. And you know, we talked about eating and drinking and all that kind of stuff, which are activities in and of themselves and some of our favorite activities. But what was cool about and is cool about Denver is that there is so much stuff to do in the city itself and right outside of the city, starting with a little bit of foreshadowing here. Probably <laughs> my favorite thing that we did, starting with the best. That is going to Red Rocks. So we actually went for a concert, which was epic and amazing, and I cannot recommend highly enough. However, it is a national park, so you can just go and explore Red Rocks if you want to without having, you know, without going to see a concert there. But Watching a musician, especially our favorite, Trav's number one favorite musician, Gregory Alan Isakoff. Shout out, Gregory Alan Isakoff. Go see him <laughs> if you like singer-songwriters. He is on tour right now. He is. and we, We'll see him in Philly in November. We knew that he was coming to Red Rocks when we would be out there. So this was, you know, months before we went to Denver. We knew he was coming. We planned on getting tickets. We never ended up getting tickets. Then the whole time we were in Denver from the first day that we landed, we're like, well, should we go? Should we find tickets? We found last-minute tickets, you know, via Facebook, even 
even on, I think StubHub had some last minute ones, even though the concert was sold out, people were then reselling the tickets. It's about a nine nine thousand five hundred seat venue. Yeah. It's an an- when you go it's for a concert, it's an amphitheater. It's an outdoor amphitheater in the Red Rocks National Park. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just incredible. stunningly gorgeous. It's stunningly gorgeous. And we almost didn't go because the, the morning of the concert, you know, we were debating, well, we have to find a babysitter for wit and this and that. And, you know, everything worked out. And I said, well, of course, we should just go and get these tickets and enjoy a nice night out. Just the two of us. And would have been a very <laughs> bad mistake. Had to we not, not gone. go. Not that we would know. But looking back at hindsight, yes, that would have been so silly. It was just an absolutely surreal spiritual experience to listen to Heather was crying during the first song I know I did and then cried like later in the show too so (laughs) go to Red Rocks even if there's if there's a musician that you that you even vaguely like go to Red Rocks if there's someone that you really like go to Red Rocks one thing about Red Rocks you can drive there obviously there's no well, there might be a bus. I don't know if there's public transportation to get there's to shut- Red Rocks. Shuttles. Paid shuttles. You can drive there. We Ubered there. Ubering there, totally easy, costs $20, no big deal. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Ubering back, just be warned, there are probably 500 or 1,000 other people also trying to not Uber more. or Lyft back. So you have to walk down to the Lyft lot. It's called the Lyft lot. Lyft for the Lyft app. Even though Uber also comes, which was kind of confusing, I was like, "It was all Uber confusing." Not come. You have to go down. They have actual Lyft representatives kind of herding cattle, which to made it way worse. Spots yes. to get your, you know, when the Ubers or the Lyfts arrive, calling out who the Lyft was for. It was insanity. When we first left the venue, it said it was going to cost us eighty six dollars to Uber back to our Airbnb, even though it had cost us twenty to get down there. If you wait, which inevitably you will have to wait because there's so many people it goes down and we ended up in the end waiting maybe 35 to 40 minutes paying 23 bucks paying 23 bucks to do an uber pool which was actually just the two of us anyway so it was fine it all worked out but it was a little stressful a little chaotic also make sure your phone has enough charge because Trav's phone died. My phone had 11% after taking about a thousand pictures and videos of the concert, obviously. And I was worried that my phone was going to die before we could even get the lift. So just a note to anyone out there, Ubering is easy, but on the way out, just make sure that you're prepared. Yeah. That's all. First world problems. Our phones are going to die. We can't <laughs> use the sharing economy now. Um, you can drive and there is parking lots and it is free parking. It's a bit of a hike to get up to the concert venue, but that kind of makes it well worth it. <laughs> but if you park and you get there later, you're going to park in one of the bottom lots and it will take you probably 30 to 45 yeah, minutes, 30 to right. I'd say at least a half hour to get yeah. into the venue, but red rocks go there. Gorgeous, beautiful, a crazy great acoustics. Just, there's nothing more to be said about Red Rocks other than it's the coolest concert venue we've ever been to. <laughs> and most people will echo the same. Another cool thing to do, if the Rockies are in town, if it's baseball season, go to Coors Field. It's right downtown, right in that five points area um, between five points and Lodo. So it's cool when a stadium is in the middle of, of the city and you can easily just rock up yeah, to it. And you rock it. up to it. Yeah, rock up to it. You $9 can, tickets. That's what I was just going to say. So it's cheap for what we did was the rock pile. Those are the cheapest tickets, yeah. 
Another thing that we've already talked about numerous times, just wandering through Rhino, going on Larimer Street, especially going up to all of the crush walls. The crush walls, definitely. Highly recommend. Union Station is a cool train station, even if you don't take the train. It's beautiful. The inside, again, is decorated very well. There's couches and little seating areas, just kind of hang out. We were there multiple times, but on Sunday, it was kind of fun just to see people hanging out, reading newspapers, drinking a coffee. It felt kind of like you've gone back in time a little bit in a cool way. It was it was it, it did. was it was nice. I didn't know you were going to say that cuz I felt the same way cuz we didn't talk about this before the show that it was a little bit of a a feel like throwing it back like 15 20 years sure there's people even there's, more throwing I mean, it back like 80 years people were not rushing it's not like going to Grand Central right. or Penn Station in New York it's a very chilled out atmosphere because it's not a busy train station. There's not a lot of people taking the train in Denver. So it's more just about kind of hanging out in a big open space. So definitely recommend going, you know, on the weekend or any day of the week, getting a coffee or a tea, sitting on one of the couches, reading. It's, it's a cool experience. It is. If you want to learn about that and more about Colorado in general, we have done a Destination Diary episode. I mean, we're talking three years back, still very applicable with Jason, uh, my co-founder at Location Indy and of the Zero to Travel podcast. And he actually gives a big overview on Colorado itself, as well as like road trips you can take through Colorado and his favorite mountain towns and all that. So go listen to that if you want more information. But one of the day trips I did want to mention is taking a day trip up to Boulder it's only about 30, 35 minutes by car. It's a cool town in its own right. Again, we could, we should probably do a Destination Diary. We will. I'll put it out there. <laughs> Not, we, should. we will do a Destination Diary episode just on Boulder itself. It is such a cool little city or town. I don't even know what you would call it, but... It has great restaurants, amazing shopping because Pearl Street just has, you know, a lot of your shops like North Face and Patagonia and Free People and Urban Outfitters, but also cool little shops. So it's great for shopping. It's great for food. It's great for breweries. It used to have my favorite ice cream in Colorado, Glacier, until I went to High Point Point. Creamery. So So there's just a lot to do there. And you can also do some hiking. It's right by the Flatiron Mountains and... There's a great hike that a lot of our location indie members did because we did take a day trip to Boulder and they hiked Sanitas Mountain. Yep. Which is, which is just, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, be it's warned. Like I average or no. intermediate to advanced. I would say intermediate. Yeah. Inter yes, in between intermediate and advanced. It will tire you out. I mean you can do it. Yeah. But just know that it will tire you out. Bring water. It's a good it's only about an hour hike, but it's it's pretty steep. So again, you can do it. But just know, you know, wear sneakers. Don't come in like flip-flops and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this hike. That day trip to Boulder is great. And then if you want to continue up, you can go, again, I said I wasn't going to give too much stuff. But, (laughs) you know, this is on the way. Boulder's about halfway from Denver to Rocky Mountain National Park. And the first time we ever came to Colorado, we did that. We went through Boulder and up into Rocky Mountain National Park and into Estes Park and did that as well. So yeah, there's so a lot you can do outside That would be great if you rented a car. Another thing to just note is that we actually Ubered from Denver to Boulder. Ubers and Lyfts will take you there. It it's was about, about 30 bucks. to 40 bucks each way. So it's a little expensive. You can also take a bus to Boulder, which cheaper. would be a lot cheaper. And you could also have a rental car. Either yeah. way, you can get to Boulder. I would recommend it. It's a cool town. 
I mean, if you have extra time in Denver. Definitely. And and again, it's only 35 minutes away. So it's very easy to do for a half day trip. It's not a full, you don't have to go up for a full no. day by any means. Other things that we did in the city that we loved, the zoo. Denver Zoo is humongous. We were there with our team members. You know, I have Wit. Our team member Tiffany has a, a little baby, Senua. And my sister Emily was out there as well. And she has a baby. And that's not the only reason we went. I mean, the zoo is is <laughs> Basically, cool. it was like six adults and three and babies. three babies. You know, and if you like zoos, Trav's not super in them, so he didn't go. But you don't have to have a kid to go to the zoo, but if you do have children and you want a family-friendly activity, the zoo is awesome. We spend three and a half hours there. You could easily spend even more time there because it is very, very big. And lots of great animals, good exhibits, just a fun time walking around. So I would highly recommend doing the zoo. My sister also went to the Denver Aquarium and she said she was very surprised with how awesome that was as well. So while Heather was at the zoo, I spent time in City Park recording four location indie podcasts with Jason. So you'll be able to check them out. We're calling them the City Park Sessions. Nice. Although my microphone cable didn't work, so we had to record them. It's kind of it'll be cool. So if you haven't listened to Location Indie Podcast, it's a thirty minute show. We actually did tw- they, we made them twenty minute shows. Woo! And we recorded. I can't believe them. you guys were able to do that. Yeah, well, Jason thought it was funny that we were going to do four twenty minute shows, and we we're in Colorado. Anyway, you <laughs> with, funny. with the recorder, you could you can hear the stuff happening in the park. So if you're if you're interested, if you want to walk, hike or not hike, but like run, jog, you know, whatever, I guess running and jogging, same thing. Just go to City Park. It's a really <laughs> cool, beautiful park to just hang out in. And that's what we did while Heather and the crew were at the zoo. So you don't have to record podcasts there like we did. No. I mean, but if you want to. Go for it. Just make sure your mic cable works. So City Park, another cool place. And there's some other parks dotted throughout the city, too, that are that are nice. Denver keeps its parks pretty nice. Um, so that's all the stuff that we did in Denver this time. What I want to get to now, Heath, how we wrap up every Destination Diary show is with our can't miss, our skip, and our wish we had done. So drum roll, please, Chris. I want to know first. What is the one thing that if someone comes to Denver, they cannot miss? In my opinion, the thing that you can't miss is definitely, without question, going to Red Rock. Okay, I would agree with that. But let me, because I don't want to just copy you, if it's out of season. Okay. Because Red Rocks is an outdoor amphitheater, so I think it closes mid-October. So there's going to be from October probably until, I don't know when they open, April. Let's say a large chunk of time that you can't go to Red Rocks. If you go and you can't go to Red Rocks because you're there during that time, my can't miss is High Point Creamery. Oh, my because goodness. Because even if it's cold out, you can still <laughs> eat good ice cream. But I would agree, Red Rocks is worth the drive. It's worth going to Denver to see a show. Check their schedule. Honestly, if there's a show, like someone you like coming to Red Rocks, Plan in a my trip mind, just for that. Yes fly out and i think people probably do yeah, that actually sure. so definitely red rocks and as trav said high point creamery you could also just say like central market because they have the pizza there that's really i mean they have the ice cream and the coffee so i just but i want to call it high point yeah, creamery when someone does ice cream really you well I'm, you can I'm, just high listen, point i'll creamery. be your biggest Cannot advocate miss high all right point what creamery. is the thing that you would recommend skipping i would i mean i i couldn't 
think of anything because Denver's so cool. The one thing I would skip would be fluid coffee because it was awful. Yeah, I'm with you. The one thing I would skip is Great that Divide Brewery Company. Okay. You know, nothing that we did we didn't like other than those specific coffee yeah. places and brewing. So Great Divide Brewing, just skip it. There's plenty of other coffee shops and plenty of other breweries to hit. Don't go to those two. And the thing that I wish we had done... I couldn't really think of anything. I, on this trip, wasn't able to do a good hike or kind of see any of the mountains. Denver is not in the mountains. It's at the bottom. Like, it's not really the foothills either. It's just kind of... It's where it's flat. It's where it's flat. Well, I mean, it's at 5,000 right, elevation. But you're, not, yes. but you're not in the mountains. So, I mean, Denver doesn't really have a hike, but I wish that we had... Well, I guess apparently, we hiked up to Red Rock, so technically I did a very short hike. <laughs> and apparently there's an awesome hike that we didn't get to do. Let me throw this in here while we're talking about this. St. Mary's Glacier, I think is about 20 minutes okay. outside of Denver. And apparently a friend of ours who lives there said that this is a spectacular hike. And the guy who we rented the Airbnb from was like, this will be, this is the easiest hike to get okay. to that's amazing okay. close to Denver. So St. So Mary's So I wish Glacier. we had done that specifically then because, you know, you're in Colorado, you're in this beautiful place with the mountains, and I feel like we didn't really get to experience that because yeah. we were in the city and we were doing, we were busy. That's a good one. My wish we had done is I didn't get the chance this time to either ride a scooter or do the bike share because I was either with a bunch of people the whole time herding them to different places, which was cool, or we were there a little guy wit and we were pushing them in the stroller. So you guys know I love exploring neighborhoods. I like biking, getting out, seeing different architecture and, and you know, I'll nerd out and like go find real estate I want to buy and just make that my mission to go see it. I didn't get any time to do that. So next time I come back to Denver, I want to spend a day just out exploring on a scooter or a bike, um, just exploring different neighborhoods I didn't get to see this time. So Perfect. that's my wish we had done. That is our Denver destination diary. We had more than we thought when we started. <laughs> I thought I'm yeah. like, this could be a little short, but Denver, fantastic city. Certainly, there is a reason why so many people are moving to Denver in droves. It's one of those hot new cities. If you want to, if you want to um, get into that kind of thing with Austin and Portland, and some of them have been hot for a little while. But Denver, there's a reason for it. Beautiful scenery, great day trips, cool city in its own right. Easy to get around. Good food. There really isn't much to not like about Denver unless you really don't like the cold and you really would never want to see winter but certainly it's a great place in my mind year round because you do get all four seasons and you kind of get the good parts of all four seasons as well absolutely we love denver it's a great city i can't wait to go back i can't wait to go back either if you we have linked up everything we talked about in the show notes you can get that extra pack of peanuts.com slash show so we everything we talked about here we'll have linked up there so you can just go click um, find all those places we talked about. Definitely, if you haven't had a chance to go to Denver, go check it out for sure. If you are traveling, don't forget if you want the best travel backpack, you can check that out to tortugabackpacks.com. Use that promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your order. And as we should mention, as we we're going to do at the end of each show, if you're someone who likes traveling, we've got three really quick things for you. One, Join our EPOP newsletter. If you haven't ever joined our EPOP newsletter, you can join that. We've got a lot of new content coming out. We are starting a new podcast called Ask EPOP. So if you have a travel question, submit that. You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask, A-S-K, and put your question in there. 
or you can submit it to us as well through Twitter. Just use the hashtag AskEpop. We'll be putting that new podcast out soon, and we'll be letting you know about that through the newsletter. So go to extrapackopians.com, sign up for the newsletter, so you're always able to figure out what's going on there, because we've got a lot of new cool stuff coming for you. Second, you want cheap flights. We said Denver's usually cheap to fly into. We will let you know when it's the cheapest to fly into with our new app, Jetto, J-E-T-T-O, that's going to give you a ping notification from your airport any time a flight is 40% off or more. I just got one today, Heath, before we started recording this podcast. San Jose, California to Paris, Paris, $286 round trip. My mind is exploding right now. That is so cheap to get to Paris round trip. I want to fly to San Jose just to fly to Paris. Yeah, I I mean, not really, but... It's, it's that good of a deal. It's crazy. So I think that is the cheapest we've ever seen from the West Coast. So when you get Jetto, you can get it for free on the App Store or the Google Play Store. When you're picking your airports, I recommend picking a, a decent amount of airports, not just like we live in Philly, but I'm not just going to pick Philly. I'm going to pick no, Boston, Baltimore, New York. York. Yeah, New York, Newark, JFK. All the ones that if a great, great deal does come out, and to be fair, I have all the airports picked because if something is really that good, I feasibly would make my own way there. Um, pick more airports. You're going to see more deals. And when a crazy deal like this comes out, it might be worth it. You making the extra effort to either buy a little plane ticket to that airport or driving or something like that. So download that app, Jetto, Google Play, and the App Store. You'll get a free upgrade to the premium version, uh, free trial, and you get to see everything that's involved. And then you can either choose whether to keep paying per month. It's pretty cheap. Or you can just use the free version if you want as well. The last thing we talked about this, we had our location indie members in Denver for our Denver experience for our retreat there. If you're interested in building a life around location independence, one that allows you to have the freedom to travel, live and work anywhere in the world. That's what we do at Location Indie. Hop on that newsletter. That's different from the EPOP newsletter. So hop on that. You can go to locationindie.com. And I just want to add to that very briefly and say that this is the first time that we had 30 plus people together from Location Indie. And every single one of those people were so incredible and cool. And we had so much fun hanging out in person that it just got us really jazzed up to be a part of this community because it's just an exciting way to live your life, live your life and improve your business and to travel more and to just get inspired by other people. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. So check that out. Location in the com. We're already planning some more in-person events as well, hopefully doing it a little bit international. And we are even planning a conference this is in the works like a big 500 person type conference around location independence so hop on that newsletter location indie all that kind of stuff will help you travel and lead the life that you are looking to lead jetto location indie and uh the epop newsletter those three things are the best way that you can stay in touch with us thank you guys for the support as always if you've been to denver tweet us let us know what we missed where we should go you can do that at pack of peanuts and until next time Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.